and welcome. You're listening to Help with Ashley Yagi, where I share shortcuts to success for optimal mental health, meaningful relationships, and living the life God is calling you to. Because don't we all need just a little help now and then? I know I sure do. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Today is Christmas Eve Eve, and so for my resource today, I want to share something special for Christmas. The resource is a website. It's christmasstories.org, and at this website, they have a collection of over 100 Christmas stories, and there's also a shortened version. If you want to do 12 days of Christmas, there's 12 stories in a collection, and there's a uh, 25-story collection also, so some options there, uh, but... Lots of great stories, and I don't think anything quite brings the spirit of Christmas into the home quite like Christmas stories, heartwarming Christmas stories. And for me and my family, uh, they help us to remember that there are people who are really struggling at this time of year. There are people who are lonely. There are people who are poor. There are people who are dealing with illness. Um and they also just teach about the the true meaning of Christmas and what it means to give rather than to receive or to serve others even when it's hard or how we can be better in our relationships with others. So, so many good things can come from Christmas stories. And so I'm just excited to share that resource with you. It's christmasstories.org. And that's a a great collection of all my favorites, I think, are on there, uh, except actually one I'm going to share with you today, but uh, it's a family story, so that's why it's not there. I should submit it to them so they have it too, but today I'm going to read three of my very favorite Christmas stories and cross fingers that I will be able to get through them without <laughs> crying. Um, I read them so many times, but they always seem to get to me, so I will do my best. Um, but these are three of my favorites and I hope that you enjoy them. The first one is called Pattern of Love and it's attributed to Jack Smith. I didn't question Timmy, age nine, or his seven-year-old brother Billy about the brown wrapping paper they passed back and forth between them as we visited each store. Every year at Christmas time, our service club takes the children from poor families in our town on a personally conducted shopping tour. I was assigned Timmy and Billy, whose father was out of work. After giving them the allotted $4 each, we began our trip. At different stores, I made suggestions, but always their answer was a solemn shake of the head, no. Finally, I asked, where would you suggest we look? Could we go to a shoe store, sir? Answered Timmy. We'd like a pair of shoes for our daddy so he can go to work. In the shoe store, the clerk asked what the boys wanted. Out came the brown paper. We want a pair of work shoes to fit this foot, they said. Billy explained that it was a pattern of their daddy's foot. They had drawn it while he was asleep in a chair. The clerk held the paper against a measuring stick, then walked away. Soon he came with an open box. Will these do, he asked. Timmy and Billy handled the shoes with great eagerness. How much do they cost, asked Billy. Then Timmy saw the price on the box. They're $16.95, he said in dismay. We only have $8. I looked at the clerk and he cleared his throat. That's the regular price, he said, but they're on sale for three ninety eight today only. Then with shoes happily in hand, the boys bought gifts for their mother and two little sisters. 
Not once did they think of themselves. The day after Christmas, the boy's father stopped me on the street. The new shoes were on his feet. Gratitude was in his eyes. I just thank Jesus for people who care, he said. And I thank Jesus for your two sons, I replied. They taught me more about Christmas in one evening than I had learned in a lifetime. Again, that's called Pattern of Love by Jack Smith. It's a good one, isn't it? The next one is called A Brother Like That. And this one does not have an author it's attributed to. And it goes like this. A friend of mine named Paul received a new car from his brother as a pre-Christmas present. On Christmas Eve, when Paul came out of his office, a street urchin was walking around the shiny new car, admiring it. Is this your car, mister? He asked. Paul nodded. My brother gave it to me for Christmas. The boy looked astounded. You mean your brother gave it to you and it didn't cost you anything? Gosh, I wish. He hesitated and Paul knew what he was going to wish. He was going to wish he had a brother like that. But what the lad said jarred Paul all the way down to his hills. I wish, the boy went on, that I could be a brother like that. Paul looked at the boy in astonishment, then impulsively added, Would you like a ride in my new car? Oh, yes, I'd love that. After a short ride, the urchin turned and with his eyes aglow said, Mister, would you mind driving in front of my house? Paul smiled a little. He thought he knew what the lad wanted. He wanted to show his neighbors that he could ride home in a big fancy automobile. But Paul was wrong again. Will you stop right here where these steps are? The boy asked. He ran up the steps. Then in a little while, Paul heard him coming back, but he was not coming fast. He was carrying his little polio crippled brother. He sat down on the bottom step, then sort of squeezed up right against him and pointed to the car. There she is, buddy, just like I told you upstairs. His brother gave it to him for Christmas, and it didn't cost him a cent, and someday I'm going to give you one just like it. Then you can see for yourself all the pretty things in the Christmas windows that I've been trying to tell you about. Paul got out and lifted the little lad into the front seat of his car. The shiny-eyed older brother climbed in beside him, and the three of them began a memorable holiday ride. That Christmas Eve, Paul learned what Jesus meant when he said, It is more blessed to give. Again, that one's called A Brother Like That. It's a good one too, isn't it? These are my favorites. <laughs> this last one I'm going to share is from my grandma Fern, my great-grandmother. She lived to be 99 and passed away while I was in college. So I got to grow up with her and that was a delight. She is one of those people that teaches you about Christ-like love, teaches you um, who you are and your value and your worth. And anytime I was around her, I uh, felt like a million bucks. She she was amazing. And um, it was fun to discover this story a few years ago. This story is called My Brother's Gift. Um, and my grandmother's name was Fern Pope. I don't know if I mentioned that before. So when it talks about Fern, that's my grandma. It was about 1917 or 1918. Those were the days before hospitals, immunizations, and modern medicine. It was in the small town of Garden City nestled in the trees by the beautiful Bear Lake. It was winter and the snow was deep and the lake was frozen. It was nearing Christmas, that very exciting time of year. Programs at school were presented and dances and parties were planned. Skating parties and sleigh rides added to the excitement of the season. It was Fern's turn to sleep at Grandma's house. Grandma lived alone, so the sisters took turns sleeping at her house. 
Fern was happy as she went to Grandma's house, but she wasn't so happy when she woke up the next morning. She felt awful. Her throat was sore. She had a headache and a fever. Sickness was scary, especially at this time of year. The disease soon manifested itself as Fern's cheeks grew swollen. Yes, it was the mumps. The health officer came and saw Fern. I'll have to quarantine you. Quarantine. That's just a word out of history books, but not then. It was very real. The short winter days seemed endless for Fern, and the nights were worse. She was so homesick. She could look out the window to her home across the street. There, her brothers and sisters were having fun as they prepared for Christmas. Fern had to miss all the Christmas festivities, her part in the Christmas program, the parties, and even the sleigh rides. She missed her family and the fun meals together. Grandma was a very special friend, and she loved her dearly, but it was so hard to be away from her family during Christmas. Fern's family took good care of her. Mother sent chicken soup, mashed potatoes and gravy, and soft custards. But that candy and those nuts. Fern's cheeks ached so badly she could only swallow the soft foods from Mother. Those special holiday treats would just have to wait. Her brother Arden, just two years older, would carry the food over to the house, enter in the front post office door, and talk to her through the doors. How she loved to hear his voice. Christmas morning came. That child's heart longed to be with her family. She woke up early in the morning, just as if she were home. She looked out the frosty window and could see her house. There through the window, she watched her parents light the candles on the tree, and then she watched from that distance as her family opened their Christmas presents. Can't you see that tear as it rolled down her cheek? Can you feel that ache in her heart as she watched those she held most dear from an isolated distance? Did she hold her breath while she watched someone open a present from her? Did she long to throw her arms around them and say, I love you? Then she saw Arden leave the home and walk towards Grandma's with packages in his arms. He was thinking of that dear sister who was missing the fun. He carried two special gifts for her, one wrapped and one unwrapped. First of all, she was given a small velvet jewelry box. Fern had never received a store jewelry box before. Inside was a beautiful gold ring with a ruby gem. It was a present to delight any young girl, and she was delighted. But that other present, what was it? Could it be? The year before, Arden had received a trunk for Christmas. It was a special trunk with a lock and a key. All year long, he had kept his prized personal treasures in that locked trunk, assuring his privacy. It was his prized possession, and now Arden gave it to Fern for Christmas. Arden had given that trunk to Fern to sort of make up for what she was missing. It was his very special gift from the heart. And what happened to that trunk? Fern still treasures that trunk. At age 92, that trunk remains in a special place in her home and in her heart, for it represents that great love that her elder brother had for a young girl who, in missing Christmas at her home, was given a very special and memorable gift of love, the knowledge that her older brother loved her dearly. We, who are often caught up in the busyness of Christmas, the worry and work of Christmas, the wrapping of packages and the shopping for the gifts, the cooking of the food and the rush of getting everything ready, or we who are lonely, who are looking through a frosted window into the Christmases of others, have an elder brother who loves us dearly. Our elder brother has given each of us his most precious gift, that gift of eternal life. May we remember that truest of Christmas gifts. And that's the end of that story. I hope that you have some family stories or can read some of these Christmas stories at christmasstories.org. Christmas is a beautiful time to remember what it means to give and to receive and to reflect upon that first Christmas. 
Is it possible that Mary and Joseph came to Bethlehem because of the prophecy and knew the location of the birth of the Lord? Is it possible that there was no stable, that maybe they were in a cave? Is it possible that the group of wise men included both men and women? Is it possible that you or I were in the heavenly host of angels singing of the miracle of the birth of the Lord? The Christmas story I invite everyone to read is the one in Matthew and in Luke. That is the true Christmas story. Notice what is there and what is not. Try to understand the Christmas story as it is written there. And may the true spirit of Christmas fill your heart and home this year is my prayer for you. Merry Christmas. Thanks for listening. Subscribe and share to keep these episodes coming. The content shared is for educational and informational purposes only. It should not be used for diagnosing or treating a mental health